Welcome to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your hostess, Sheree Darien, and uh, welcome, Savannah, to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree, where we share our truth, naked, unashamed, unapologetic. And I want to remind you that you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, 107.5 FM, WRUU. Org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. And I want to remind you that the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. And without further ado, Savannah, you know I bring you the best of the best in inspiration, motivation, uh, unapologetically. And today is just like every other day. And uh, Today, I have someone very, very special, Miss Therese W. Gamble. She is... Hi, hi, hi. Hey, hi, hey. What's up, girl? How are you? We did it. We made it happen. Yes, we sure did in a short time. I am so excited. Listen, I have a friend that says, you know, opportunity don't go away. It just goes to the next person. So I say to anybody that's out there listening, be ready, be ready, be ready. And girl, you are ready. Are you excited? Are you ready for this this interview today? Yes, I am so excited. Um, being Hashtag being ready has been my mantra since season number 2018. Mm-hmm. And empower not just entrepreneurs but anyone we must be ready in this season i love it i love it see i didn't know that but i have a good suspicion that i'm going to learn a lot more about you in this uh, next few minutes that we have together but allow me an opportunity to let savannah know the treasure that i have on this call today um, the marketplace extraordinaire herself, Miss Therese W. Gamble. Listen, we're yes, going to yes, find yes. out today, as I understood, a quote propelled you into the business arena. And we want to know what continues to drive you today to forge a trail for budding, aspiring entrepreneurs. And as I was um, preparing for this uh, interview today, I thought, can't stop, won't stop. And then I had the thought of, I wonder what love has to do with it. So why don't you tell us, um, Ms. Gamble, in just a few moments, because I want to let these folks know just a little bit more about who you really are. And I'm going to roll out your red carpet with reading a bit of your bio. But I want you to let these people know um, what love really does have to do with the reason uh, you jump out of the bed every morning and, and work with entrepreneurs or create, creating opportunities for entrepreneurs. So just hang on to that while I jump into this and let them know exactly who you are. And for those of you that are wondering, Miss Therese W. Gamble has been educated. She's a mentor. She's a coach. And she has uh, impacted the lives of youth and adults in multiple industries and community organizations in Jacksonville, Florida for more than 40 years. Her message has always been when we, Trinity and her, can reach them, 
than we, Trinity and Therese, can teach them. She has worked in the healthcare and insurance industries and customer service, medical billing and coding. She's been an educator and a professor to K through 20 in traditional after-school programs and workforce education in the areas of business, life skills, and cosmetology, as well as nonprofits and faith-based organizations. In all of these industries, she is always woven entrepreneurship to empower them to be more than an employee. I love that. Through storytelling, video of icons, field trips, and guest speakers to provide real-life experiences. Her concierge resource professional consultants, LLC, or should I say CRPC Consulting, is the nation's only B2B strategic engagement expert for entrepreneurs where they help with strategic solutions and operational development best practices, mastering the art of pitching business concepts and matchmaking vendor resources to help create and or repair processes for sustainable revenue streams. We're going to unpack that some more. So just hold on your seat, Savannah. CRPC Consultant started five years ago allowing her not to accept being laid off, you hear me, from the state of South Carolina, sorry, state of South Carolina, state of Florida's job, but to propel her to become an entrepreneur by taking the knowledge, the education, the skills, the expertise, the resources, and the relationships to step out on faith, to launch with her, check this y'all, unemployment Checks. You talk about making an investment. She holds a dual master degree in executive business administration and instructional technology. She is a Jack's Chamber member, a critical dynamic B2B strategic engagement expert for entrepreneurs, a change agent, and the founder of Motivational Marketplace Mobile ministry. I would say guru, guys. Can you hear me? I told you this was marketplace extraordinary herself. Welcome, girl. You are the bomb.com. Thank you. Thank you. you. I give God all the glory. That is just phenomenal. So tell us, let's jump right into it. Therese, what does love have to do with anything that you do? What makes you jump out of the bed every morning to continue this work? Love has so much to do with it. It's faith-based and it's also personable. Mm-hmm. So I would say faith-based being a fourth-generation preacher's kid. We was raised that everything we need to do, we need to do it in love, in the spirit of excellence. Mm-hmm. And that's why I put in my quote that our ancestors has equipped us with the skill set, the intellectual work ethic, for us to be servant leaders first. And then once we be servant leaders, then it cultivates into the dream and the passion that we want to become. So when Dr. Martin Luther King quoted that speech, I have a dream, it wasn't just for our civil rights. And it wasn't just for that era. Mm-hmm. It was He was talking to us, the future generation, 
to take ownership of that dream but and cultivate it mm-hmm. and make it become a reality and then innovate it to monetize it. Yes. So we don't fall in the poverty category. We don't fall in the hunger category in the spirit of the natural. So that's why it's very important. That's what love has so much to do with it because we can love a thing so hard. We can love a passion of baking cakes or cutting yards or cleaning up the church or cleaning up other people's houses. And sometimes we just sow it because that's the way we was raised to do it for free. Come on. But that same skill set that you sold to do for free, you can monetize it and have wealth not just for you in your now, but your next and your legacy to come well after you have left this earth. Wow. So that's what love has to do with it for me, Sheree. Girl, listen, I knew it did. I knew it was in there somewhere, and I'm so delighted that you shared that. But, see, I usually play this game, Therese, when I'm on the air with my guests, and it's called Hopscotch, because some of you guys just keep Cherie on her toes, like literally on her toes, just ready to jump into the game. And you have done that, and just that quick debrief of that one question that I asked you, and so much was in that, but I need you to unpack it. And Dr. Gamble, let me just honor you in that and and let you know that on this platform, we're here to serve the audience. You're bringing the gift of you and your organization, your relationships, your connections, your expertise, so much more here to Savannah, Georgia. And I want to serve them starting now, even before the event in January on the 16th. Before we get into that, and we're going to share more about that, but I want to remind them that The topic today is turning your passions into profits. And there's a session that's going to be coming. And and we're African-American. And if there's going to be some education or entertainment, then first of all, there got to be some entertainment. But in addition to the entertainment, there got to be some food. So I just want to give Savannah a heads up that you're going to meet, you're going to eat, you're going to be greeted, you're going to be engaged, and then we got to execute. You know, and I love execution, but we're going to press pause right now because you're making me so happy with this conversation. And uh, I want to just pause for a moment and just unpack. I'm, I'm jumping in with that double dutch game now. And I want to unpack some of the things that you said that just resonate so deeply with me. One is paying it forward. First of all, you had an epiphany. And this is me paraphrasing, para, paraphrasing what I heard you say, that the I have a dream speech propelled you to get an action to do something and it's really standing on the shoulders of our ancestors but it's also taking ownership as heirs of all he had done they have done before us and it's not for us to sit on our throne and fold our legs you know and just chill out it's time to get busy and to the, you know, we talked offline about the blueprint and you about made me scream when we were talking on the phone the other day. But we were talking about leaving the, pre, the blueprint um, and extending that legacy. So you were you had this epiphany type moment. You took that what we say a bag of lemons and turned it into lemonade. Somewhere in your bio, I read you invested your unemployment checks where some people could have used it as an excuse. You lose, used it as leverage to pay it forward. Talking about, talk about that 
to those that are out here? What was it in you that made you say, you know what? Mm -mm. This is not the end of Ms. Gamble. We're going to use this, this seed, if you will, and we're going to do something with it. What made you do that? Well, to be honest, the reason I became laid off from the state of Florida is because of health challenges. Okay. I was I was at work at the state of Florida at my desk, you know, looking at my monitor. I was a case adjudicator for the unemployment benefits. I was the person that approved and denied benefits for employees for the state of Florida. Okay. So I was working. We was working 14-hour days. I was working almost six days a week. And all of a sudden, I, instead of seeing two monitors on my desk, I saw four monitors. And I wound up, I said, well, maybe I need to stand up and step away and, you know, refocus because I had been working. Yeah. By the time I stood up, Cherie, I had, last thing I know, I opened my eyes, I'm laying flat on the back on the floor. And my coworkers looking at me. And I'm like, well, what happened? And they said, you just passed out. Oh, wow. So I had a vertigo attack. And I it see. went on for 30 days. And I had to miss work for 30 days. I couldn't drive. I couldn't focus. I couldn't do nothing. And I was doing that. Our son was playing semi-pro football in college. So I'm going to him on weekends. Time I get out of work, I'm going to support him and helping my husband. I just was overdoing it. You right. know, us super women, we was doing 10. Yes, I hear so, you. They wind up laying me off because I had missed that whole month. And I was laying in the bed and I was praying. I'm like, God, I say, I can't see. I everything double. I say, I, but I know this is not my end. I say, you equip me to get the education. I got this. And there is nothing wrong with my mouth, my hands, and my mind. I say, you need to give me the strategy on what is my next. And when I finally got approved for the unemployment benefits, which was $275 a week. Come on. It, it cost $125 to incorporate your business. It <laughs> is free to get an IRS EIN number. And I told my husband, I said, honey, I can't, I, say, I can't go work for no one else because of my health. I said, but there's nothing wrong with what I've already gained knowledge and um, expertise in. So I'm launching this business. And the Lord gave me the name. So I took that 125. I incorporated. I, I said, I am not going to stop here. I signed up for 90-day free subscription of services to get, you know, scheduling all the tools I needed. And I started launching and walking out and going to the chamber, connecting with people, getting speaking engagements. And before I know it, before the nine days was up, before bills was due, Cherie, mm-hmm. I had three con- I had three contracts in my life. Wow, wow! You took you took the opportunity and you made something with it. You said that your you could still use your mouth and your hands, and you took what my was mouth, in my your mouth hand. And my hands. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're talking about being straight out of excuses. You didn't make any excuses. Excuses. No. Wow. But, but you know, it does speak to, it does speak to reality. It does speak to truth that hardships happen. And, you know, life is happening to all of us and none of us are exempt from reality. But what do you do when your circumstances and your situation, it sounds like you took authority over that thing and made something else happen. That's why I've been using the hashtag mindset matters. Mm-hmm. You can do everything in the physical 
to get in position. But none of that will not work, Cherie, unless your mind is on one accord with the Lord that gives you the plan to execute. Wow. You have to have the mindset. Because, mind you, when I was sick, mm-hmm. I have been on 25 different opioid medications. For pain? 25 opioid pills from vertigo, rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, neuralgia, all the stuff, invisible illnesses that you cannot see. I have had. But I am so proud and blessed to say, Cherie, on December the 20th of this year, I have divinely detoxed off of opioids. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. Divinely. I didn't go to no doctor. I did not go to no detox center. I changed my mindset, my lifestyle, and my eating habits. And I am not the old Teresa. Y'all are seeing the new Teresa after that. Wow. Divinely. Divinely. And the devotional book is coming out after Christmas with the workbook, How I Did It. Oh, my God. And see, I know, see, I always like to bring in our guests because I know someone is able to identify that. It, particularly with our opioid crisis right now, I'm going to have to bring you back for a whole nother conversation. We're supposed to be talking about business. And see, I told you our com- the conversation always takes on, uh, you know, a, its own thing. Like it knows where it's, it's trying to go. It obviously knows who needs to be served in this hour with our message. And that's empower. I love that was uh, a part of what you were doing was taking the stories, the power of stories and paying that forward to help someone else. So, wow, I can't wait to hear this devotional. I didn't know you were just uh, writing a, a devotional and workbook as well. I wrote a devotional as well. I didn't know we had that in common as well. And that's um, due to be released on Christmas Day. So, wow. See, I'll tell you, it has a life of its own. Who knows? Who knows? But you were talking about the challenges that you faced um creating your own business, and, and you said mindset. How did you overcome yes. that? Because, I mean, you had a real situation on your hands. How long yes, were you I in did. at the state of Florida? Um, it was a temporary position. Uh, before that, I was a college professor, and I got laid off in between contracts, and this opportunity came up. I was there about a year and a half, and um, it was temporary, and um I have received a lot of accolades from the governor. I used to troubleshoot a lot of the claims when the claimants was being delayed getting these benefits. So I was a real vital asset with the um, unemployment office. But, of course, you know, politics and bureaucracy and red tape. Yes. And you get challenged, but you cannot allow those challenges to jeopardize your character. Correct. You still have to have a character. So I, when that happened, I was upset. I was hurt. But I left in grace. I did not show out because it was a surprise I was getting laid off. I didn't get no notice mm-hmm. till the day of. No warning. And I said, Lord, I say I am going to take this and I'm going to pivot. I said, I know they was expecting me to respond and react a certain way. I said, but I'm going to do the opposite. I said, and the next time they hear my name, it's going to be what I'm doing right now in this season. And that is to take my tragedy, my hardship. My setbacks, my delays, my moments of when me and my husband had major 
um, shelter challenges because of the loss of income and the hurdles of launching a business and investing because you you don't have the credit score to get the funding. You don't have the access to get the credit cards to bootstrap it. You have to be creative and do services and donate and, and Whatever I had to do, Cherie, I was determined I was going to be successful. Quitting was not an option. Mm-hmm. There was no plan and B. That's, the, that's what it sounds no, like. There was no plan mm-hmm, None. Now, granted, my husband, he didn't see the vision. But prayer, that's why prayer is important. That morning time devotion with the Lord is important to set your day, to orchestrate your day, to pray for the right people at the right time, in the right room, in the situation to take you to your next. Mm-hmm. All of it ain't peaches and cream and roses. Let me be clear. No, no, I, I was going to unpack that. I was going to ask you to unpack that. So you you see, this is us playing double touch again. I tell you guys drop yeah. some bombs, some heavy nuggets on these calls. So you're talking about pivoting. I want you to explain yeah. to people what that means. You're talking about you maintaining your level of integrity and not what they call it, the young people call snapping back. <laughs> you just yeah. snap back. Uh, clapping back. Clapping back. That See, you had to help me. It wasn't even snap. It was clapping back. You didn't clap back. Um, self-sabotaging, you prevented that. But you also said that there were hurdles to starting a business. And you said that your husband didn't initially support the vision. So, girl, you're talking about reality. Spill the tea, girl, on this stuff about the hurdles. Start with, yes. This was not an overnight success. No, it wasn't. My husband, me and my husband, been together for thirty-one years, Sheree, and he is a my biggest advocate and my supporter. He is the financier when everything, when contracts don't come through, when payments don't come through. So we will have our meetings and discuss. Okay, what's the plan for the day? You know, what's the revenue expenses? What's the expenses we have for the business? So I know how to balance it with the budget for the house because his assignment and has always been to make sure home is taken care of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just didn't see eye to eye. Right. And he didn't, you know, say, okay, well, well, Teresa, he called me T. He said, T, we can't do this right now. I said, well, honey, I got this opportunity over here. I said, can we just have, can you give me some faith with this? Let's touch and agree and pray. To make sure, you know, for us, when we sow over here, that God's going to make up the difference to make sure our livelihood is taken care of. So we did a lot of that back and forth. He was never negative, but it was always a conversation to question because he always wanted to make sure our livelihood was taken care of. Mm-hmm. That was shelter, that was food, and that was transportation for him to get back and forth to work because he will work two jobs. While I worked the business full time. Remember, I couldn't go back to work the corporate America. Cool. I was on those opioid pills for four years. Mm-hmm. So he was doing a lot of the bootstrapping. So there was meeting of the minds all the time. And I had to always state my case to him right. and say, I'm, I'm believing and trusting God that it is not going to be like this always. So I want to let the people know you have to have that conversation with the person that's always supporting your vision, even if they don't understand. Because the more they understand and walking with you and they see the fruits of your labor come to fruition, then they can see and really feel the support and the proudness of taking that that chance to invest in you. 
Yeah. Everybody's not going to do that. Right. That is not everybody. And sometimes you're going to have to walk alone and complete strangers is going to be the one that invests. Come on now. So, but there, but so, there is there is opportunities when those that are closest to you will. And, and I think yes. the what I hear you saying is why though why he may not have initially seen the the vision that you were going after, he still had a major role to play. When you were talking about him being the initial financier, uh, he was making the greatest investment, and he was ensuring that the day to day living, real life, shelter, food, and transportation for himself to not just work one job but two that those things were in place. And he obviously was a man also of integrity and commitment, a man, period, that would take to ensure that those things were in place. Even when you said that when housing became an issue, you still somehow persevered. Yes, we we persevered and that's where the pivoting comes in because sometimes we can be so driven in launching our business and burping it and bootstrapping it. We kind of let our personal go. lifestyle and livelihood go lacking. Yeah. And that's when you have to pivot or put the pause button on and say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. let me take care of this. Mm-hmm. Or wait a minute, I'm going to have to say no right now because I got to make sure I'm okay in private. Right. It's okay to present yourself one way in public. But you got to be courageous enough to put the pause button on and say, I can't do this this month because I have some personal matters I need to handle. Right. Never let your livelihood, your personal livelihood go undone. Right. Because after you have taken care of that client, that contract, and they're satisfied with your service, did you charge enough to make sure not only you made a profit, but your livelihood is taken care of as well? Right. Girl, we are quickly approaching the half hour mark. And this is why these conversations are so full because they're so genuine. It's so authentic. They're so real. So I know people are like, oh, wow, she she really did it. You know, real life was actually happening. But now, I mean, she's taken everything because, you know, I think sometimes particularly, and I don't want to um, make the millennials feel bad, but I, I think many times they have this entitlement mentality, and I own it for my children, certainly, that we've created, because I don't know about you, but I know a lot of my, um, those that are in my age group, we grew up with this mentality when we gave birth to children and started our families that we didn't want them to go through what we had to go through. We wanted to ensure that they didn't have to want for anything. So we started providing, providing, providing. But at the same time, you have to continue to build upon that work ethic that you shared that our ancestors passed on to us, as well as their intelligence and as well as giving them things. I love that T.D. Jake says, and I usually uh, quote this often, that we want to leave more to in them than to them. So within them. Yeah. So even when circumstances and challenges occur, that they won't fall apart with life when it becomes a challenge. Because it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when for all of us. None of us are exempt. But I know... That's, that's, go ahead. That's true, Sabri. Um, I just wanted to chime in before we shift gear. Me and my husband have two sons. They are 28 and 25. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the millennials being privileged and entitled. That was one thing me and my husband made sure they did not adopt that mentality of privilege. 
So at seven years old, our oldest son and our youngest son, because we didn't have the support system of family keeping them, picking them up from school, yeah. out of school, sports activities, it was all my husband. So we took a sacrifice where he would work nights, I would work days, so one of us is always available to be there for them. So we raised them to become independent. We raised them how to take the skill sets. My husband is on the logistical side of the business. He knows warehousing and construction and repairing. So he taught our sons how to paint, how to do sheetrock, how to cut grass, how to um, build stuff, how to fix stuff. Um, my oldest son is very good at drawing. My youngest son, he took on my administrative side. So they knew how to do multiple types of jobs, not just from what they passions wanted to do, but what they saw their parents do. So when they became men and started their family, they had no excuse not to be able to provide. Mm, it, but they're men too. You he he raised you guys men. raised men. Yes, I hear men. you. I hear you. But then yes. as I'm listening to you, it's reminding me of something that I read <clears throat> in some of the information that you shared with me. And I'm looking at the who you are, and it says the Business Talking Library is an innovative platform for subject matter experts to showcase your value. Our customer personas are inspiring business owners, startups, founders, nonprofits, faith-based, and government agencies who are tired of over-underestimating, overestimating, excuse me, your capacity of thinking things through on your own. And when I hear you talk about your sons and the intentional, deliberate way you chose to rear them, not as privileged or entitled, but to be independent versus sheltered, I would say. Right. I also hear that there was more than raising an employee. That exactly. no, you. This sounds entrepreneurial to me. So why don't you help us with that? Yes, it was entrepreneur in mind. Um, our children didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was that was the goal because we knew one because of me and my husband's skill sets, our work ethic in church, you know, on the job, we always being told we wish we had five of you because we were very structure driven, process driven. Mm-hmm. So being the parents to our boys, they inherited that DNA. Right. So where parents got to realize that that's your work ethic, your children inherit that DNA, and you have to help them cultivate how to embrace it. So and in doing so, just don't raise them to go work for somebody. Come on. Now, I really them. want you to unpack that because I think particularly... Don't raise them to be an employee because if that job lay off or if the company shuts down, if they move out of state and that's all they know how to be is an employee, they will not know how to pivot to make it in between if they choose to be an employee or they choose to be an entrepreneur. Give your children choices. Yeah, I go work for somebody for a little while, but this is not my story, my life story. My goal is to be the boss, to sign the checks, and to make an impact in the community myself according to what my ancestors, my influencers, my mentors, but most important, the Lord himself 
birthed me to do according to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Wait a minute. She said, be the boss, sign the check, and impact yes. the community. Girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that, the way we need to be raising our children. Yes. Our sons, our daughters, our grandchildren. Believe it or not, Cherie, our oldest son, he launched, we blessed him on Father's Day, me and my husband. Yes. To pay the incorporation fees for him to do his construction business, home repair business in um, the state of Georgia. He was working for somebody else doing it. And, I, and my son said, Mama, we have, I paid out. I said, no, me and your father have to do this because we are impartating legacy, not just in the, in the natural, but we have to do it in the spiritual to make sure your business is blessed well after we are gone from this earth. Girl, now, see, I hope you guys are listening. She just told you, um, she gave you a Christmas gift idea. You want to buy somebody a yes. Christmas gift this year? Incorporate their business because they don't need to yes. pay for an EIN number. That is free. Girl, who's thinking like on that level? You see what I'm saying? I knew I liked you for a reason. Hallelujah. What? Yes. That's it. That's it. We need to be creating memories, but more than anything, we need to think investments. And, and I think really when you get 40, 45, you definitely need to be thinking about your children and your children's children. If you have not gotten yourself together by 40, seriously, seriously, no shade. <laughs> you know, I'm not looking down. This is not judgment. This is simply identification. If you, you are still playing games, if your circle is still doing the same things you did when you were a teenager, you really need to take this time and, and really reflect. We're talking about a devotional. This is your opportunity to hit the pause button and then re, uh, re, reset yourself. You know what I mean? The next best version of who you are. You really need to think about, okay, is this really working for me? And what do I really want for my life? And I love it. Going back to what you said about being the boss, writing the check and impacting your community. That's taking ownership for who you are and why you're here. Your purpose, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11. I'm not going to let that go. I heard that. That landed. That landed. That is so key. So for those, we are already 34 minutes into the hour. Let me remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And this is another episode of Courageous Conversations with Shree. And today we're speaking with the one, the only marketplace extraordinaire, Teresa. Is it Teresa? How do you pronounce it? I may have been saying it wrong and I apologize. Gamble. No, no, no. It is Teresa. It's the French version. Okay. Um, See, she's so, yeah, she's so it's special. French it's not French. even spelled like it's normally spelled. She's all unique. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, Miss Teresa. So those that are listening, we're talking about the topic today is turning your passions into profits. And everybody knows there is a plethora of um emerging, if you will, and aspiring entrepreneurs. And there's a lot that are struggling. They don't know where to start. And so for those that said, okay, 
you know, I've been working on this job and, and I do believe, and I want to go uh, on record to say this, I believe we have leaders and we have followers. followers. We always have, we always will. So, But there are also business owners and there are employees. But even more than just becoming an entrepreneur to own a business, I'm in probably at that one to three percent, Teresa, that I'm not interested in starting a business and, and, and creating myself another job. I am in the mindset of creating a company, mm-hmm. and it, which is yeah. completely different than having a business. Okay, I am the one that will rather be out of the spotlight believe it or not, even though I'm hosting this show, this show, although I'm here and I'm, it's really me hosting like a dinner party, you know, it's for you to talk, but I'm here to be with you. And likewise with those, the company, I'm establishing something where I don't have to do the day to day. You think about when you go into Walmart, when you go into um, McDonald's, when you go into wherever, some major place, Amazon, Facebook, we're not dealing with the owners of these things. If you go to a hospital, if you go to a grocery store, we're not looking for the owner of the establishment. We're looking for what it is we're there to get. If we need some eggs and bread and some milk, we're going to the grocery store for that. We're not looking for the owner of that grocery store. If I'm about to have a heart attack, I'm not going to ask for the owner of that hospital. I'm trying to find a doctor that can help me. You know what I mean? And so I think, but most people don't think on that level that there is someone in the background and guess what? They have a pulse just like you and I, they breathe just like you and I, they have 24 hours in the day, just like you and I, what do we choose to do with it? Is that being an employee or is that being an owner? You know, so there's a difference that is, there's certainly a difference. And so as far as the, uh, is there a escalate? To, you know, success? No. Is there uh, a stairway? No. You got to, I mean, an elevator? No. You got to take the stairs. So it's really one step at a time. And if you're building, depending on what you're attempting to build, depends on how long the process is. So I want to be very clear to people. It does not happen overnight. Even, and check this, you might really want to hold on to your seatbelt. Even if you're strapped with money, I'm talking abundance of wealth, we're still living the law of the land. There are laws in this land and there's processes and systems that you were saying that are in place that we have to follow. I don't care how much faith you have. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how many connections you have. There is a process that you will not skip in order to do what you need to do. You can accelerate you can accelerate. I understand that, but there still is a process. And so we need to get that. Now it's just based on how far you want to go, how fast you want to go, how large you want to go. If you want to be mom and pop, that's one thing. If you want to be mobile, that's one thing. But this is, we are on the heels of 2020, almost there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to a new decade. This yes. conversation got to take place. So I want you to talk about what is this 2020 the business talking library impact tour help us out because you're bringing it here and why savannah well um the business um, talking library was an idea that i had a conversation with a local um, business owner in jacksonville florida 
She is um, Selena um, Edwards mm-hmm. um, of the Selena Lane Boutique, but she has a community vision um, that she does quarterly. It's called Girl Get Out Shop and Legal Expo. So she has been a previous vendor, and she noticed when she has been a vendor that the vendors are always serving the community. They're trying to sell. They're trying to promote their products. But the vendors was not getting anything poured back into them to help take their business to the next level. So me and her was having, I met her through the um, Jacksonville Chamber um, Entrepreneur Growth Division Program. I was one of their facilitators for four years. And um, my goal was empowering and motivating those entrepreneurs to really push them to get those ideas out their head and on paper. And me and her instantly connected. So after she graduated the 12-week program, and this past August, we had the conversation. And she said, Teresa, I really want to have some type of business education for the vendors that come to my quarterly events so they can know how to do business right, make sure they set up right, make sure they're doing the things that they need to do as the demand gets great for their product or service. So as we were talking and I prayed about it that night and I was dreaming and I woke up, had my journal by the bed, and the Lord gave me the name, the Business Talking Library. I wanted it to be a library, but not the kind that we're used to in the public library because you have to be quiet in the public library. But the Business Talking Library, we talk and we talk about business. So I said, okay, well, what does that port platform look like? I said, I'm, what are the experts that an entrepreneur need to do business well. The top four is you need a banker, you need an accountant, you need an insurance person, and you need a lawyer. Wait, and that's BAIL. I know that acronym anywhere. (laughs) It's BAIL, B-A-I-L. Hello, every business needs it. (laughs) Yes, everyone needs it. That was my foundational expert. So I started reaching out to my connections and my relationships I met through the chamber, different events. Some personal business I have done with them. I know their track record. I mean, I do strong betting. I watch you for a year. I, you know, I talk with you for about six months. Mm-hmm. I look at your reviews. I see what you do in the community. Are you all about you or are you all about helping somebody else yes. and impacting the community? Right. So myself and my husband and my co-visionary, Alfreda Boney of Purposes to the Careers, we do all the vetting and we bring in the experts and we interview them and we talk with them and we let them know that this is not a money game. This is about coming out your comfort zone, out of your office. Wait a minute, press pause, press pause. Did you say this? Did you go there with them? Did you say this is not about money? Is there someone else alive in this earth that are really, really (laughs) making an impact? I'm serious. I thought I was alone here. No, you're not. I told him, I said, this is not about money because I have learned, e- even we use the word value a lot. We see in that word value is you, yes. but I, people don't really understand what it means. Value means that when you're going, when you're solving a problem and your solution makes an impact or it, it's a disruptor, it causes change and people benefit and you change their circumstance, that's value. And when you do that, then God allows you to reap the monetary benefits, but you got to do the value. You got to do the work first. Then the value will come to the line your pocket. That is so good. That is the truth. That is the gospel yes. for the marketplace. <laughs> yes. 
So we vet all the experts. Um, my goal is to get 25 for the last. I started in August, and it was amazing. We almost had church in the library because some of the experts I vetted, they are ministers now. They preachers people. This is and truly I, marketplace I mean, ministry. It really is. Yes. Yes, it really yes. is. So, so we talk about, I have someone coming from Access to Capital, Alternative Funding, um, public communications, how we need to communicate on soft skills. I have a young lady, she's a uh, Alexa skills expert to teach you how to use voice technology for your business. Um, I have someone that does crime and safety for security to make sure we're protecting ourselves. Cyber security. That's right. Yes. Yes. Um, I have someone that's doing financial services, life insurance. I have someone that's... Um, doing something with customer service certification when you don't have that HR person and you need to make sure they have the soft skills on how to talk to your customers so you're not losing business but you gain the business. So I and I have a merchant service person that helps yes. you with the credit card church choices. And then mm-hmm. I just brought on a new young lady. She helps them with business credit cards, how to get those and and uh, the newest member, he deals with the chat box, you know, on Messenger, yes, on Facebook, yes, kind of room. Yes, customer service, yeah. So I'm bringing all that innovation technique and all those expertise in, not that alone, my corporate global partnerships with Microsoft and Google for startups. So you're not just getting local people, and they're not just in Jacksonville. They're in Jacksonville. They're in Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina. They are all over, and they're traveling because they get the message, and they want to make the impact. And they know for them doing this and coming and making that small quarterly investment to me, which is very little that I ask for. Me and my husband take care of a lot of the costs. We, they get access to build they custom a lead generation. Of course. So it helps them, and then it helps the community to, to get out of their comfort zone, to dump all that stuff out their head and put it on paper. We sit down and give you a plan, action plan, a blueprint, and where to start. And my experts have to follow up with them in 72 hours to make sure the vision gets launched. That's awesome. That's accountability. And, and it's leveraging that opportunity. That is execution. You know, we talk a lot in the church arena about uh, Habakkuk 2 and 2, write the vision and make it plain so he that read it may run. And then though the, t- the vision tarries, wait for it so, because it shall surely come. But we got to, and we also say faith without works is dead. So you know, I love the ed- execution part of it because writing the plan, make even again, we're approaching 2020. You hear a lot about vision boards, so forth and so on. It's one thing to cast the vision. It's another thing to make it happen. And so to do the work. So to really aid and service our listening audience today, B2B, I want you to break that down. What does that mean? I'm just going to just lay back as if I have no idea what that is. And layman terms, <laughs> Teresa, tell people what B2B marketplace means. Okay, B2B, it's, uh, just to let you know, that's an entrepreneur ecosystem term, like one of those acronyms they use. Mm-hmm. But B2B is business doing business to another business. Instead and of? That's where the, yes, that's the vendor uh, matchmaking piece of the services I offer. Because I'm a business owner, I'm meeting with a client that's a potential business, but 
all the services I do not provide, but I know someone that I've vetted that do provide, then I collaborate on they, that client's behalf. Okay, I can do this for you, but I have someone else that's the expert can do this other part that you need so we can make your vision happen. So the business-to-business relationship is where you're collaborating and you're seeing, is it possible, can you help me get this done? This person is helping me with this piece, but I need this piece. And sometimes I collaborate with those other businesses where we will put a bundle together. Mm -hmm. So if I do do vetting and the consultation, really get the roadmap, the blueprint down pack, what they're trying to accomplish, and I get permission from that client to share it with my um, business-to-business partners to see how they can help so we can keep the vision moving where it doesn't stall or stagnate. And once they give me that permit, then I bring us all together, either on the phone, on the call, and we have a conversation so everyone is clear. And that client, the visionary behind the idea, is a part of the decision, is a part of the execution, that means we do not do the work for you. You are going to be heavily involved on how you want it to look, where you want it to go, and what tools is necessary. But you've got to have some kind of budget to work with because everybody can't give services away for free. Mm-hmm. So that business-to-business is how you communicate and connect with the right experts. But as you know, Cherie, sometimes it's time-consuming trying to find the right business mm-hmm. to do the problem you need solved. So that is why the Business Talking Library was birthed, to take that pain away from clients, from individuals who say, well, I don't know if this is the right person to help me. That's the goal to take that piece out. So let's go there. Let's, let's jump into that because that is certainly true. And, I mean, first of all, Starting, I, you know, I work with businesses that launch, start, grow, or scale their business, but let's not pass go. <laughs> mm-hmm. To start it is huge, you know, and it needs to yeah. be applauded because it is not for the faint at heart. It's a lot right. to start, to make a decision to jump into this space, but it is absolutely possible. People are doing it with less skill sets than it might appear. Because they have the support system in place. And that's what I'm hearing from this blueprint and um, the, the resource and the partners and the sponsorships and the vendors and, and yourself and all that I've heard you shared so far. But I want you to help the, those that are listening and that will listen to this um, replay. Why should Savannah, and I would even say the low country, because we're really, really close to uh, both Florida and uh, South Carolina, the surrounding areas, the low country, why should anyone attend this event? Why I think the low country should attend this event, first of all, I was born in Jacksonville, but my parents was born in low country, America's in Plains, Georgia. Mm-hmm. They were farmers. They were sharecroppers. So I can relate to low country living. But let's think about this. That's what our parents did, our ancestors did. They had to do what they had to do to be providers. And at this, a lot of individuals in low country are very talented. And they write in the intellect and skill sets that the ancestors have passed down. And we so accustomed of doing, doing the practical of it, just the day-to-day. 
but we don't think about the monetizing part of it that we can change our living condition, our quality of life. Mm -hmm. We can change how we work. We can change how we play. And it's already inside of every person in low country. I don't care whether you have a diploma or not. It is in you. It is inside of you because of the work ethic instilled in us from our ancestors. And what I am desired and assigned to do by the Lord is to disrupt your routine, to pull low country individuals out of their comfort zone, to come out and to do the things that you have been doing every day and have not been paid for. Or if you were paid for it, you were underpaid for it. You are not being paid the value that you bring. So I'm going to go a little deeper. The, uh, the way you know you're valuable when people always call you because nobody else can get it and do it just right or mm-hmm. do it the way you do it. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to get Deacon so-and-so to do it. We need to get Mother so-and-so to do it. When you're always being called upon because nobody else can't do it, that makes you an expert. So why are you not monetizing your expertise, low country? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to be in the room. That's my hashtag too, Sheree. Being in the room matters because a lot of stuff you're not going to get on replay and YouTube and Facebook Live. Some experiences and opportunities happen in the room with conversations. Wait a minute. Like I, I, and I have to echo you there because there's that's a, that's a, a environment of intimacy. And where, you know, we're talking about, we live in a world, the World Wide Web. Everything's not going to be there. It's going to be in those intimate settings where you really get the juice, if you will. You really yes. get the nuggets. It's not going to be broadcasted. It's not. Yes. I promise you yes. now. So you're right. Being in the room is so much more of value than, it's like getting the leftovers when you, when you, you know, getting it. You're getting scraps, if you will. But if you want to get the good substance of it, you definitely want to be in the room. So I echo that. Being in the room matters. Absolutely. And I love what you said that uh, this is about changing how we work, live, and play. If you want to change the game for yourself and your family and those to follow, you definitely want to be a part of this. Teresa, we're down to like five minutes. The last five minutes. So this event, Turning Your Passions into Profits, uh, occurs here in Savannah, Georgia on January 16th, 2020. It includes breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The uh, registration is on Eventbrite, um, and there obviously are subject matter experts there. You can register there. There's also vendor and sponsorship opportunities that are available there as well. I want to make sure that if they um, want to reach out to you or get more information, number one, they can go to Eventbrite. They can also go to www.crpcconsultingllc.us. You can also look up CRPC Consulting LLC on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, there's a yes. business phone number. Is it okay to share that business number? Yes, yes. That yes. number is 
235-235-6672. Those of you that follow the WRUU um, website and Facebook page and also Courageous Conversations with Shree, you can always reach out to me to find additional information for her as well. And I really wanted to make sure that you guys have that information. That uh, flyer also will be posted and is posted on social media. But again, save the date, January 16th, 2020. Uh, Get in the room. Be in the room because being in the room matters. Again, it's the Business Talking Library Impact here in Savannah, Georgia on January 16th, 2020. Don't miss it, Savannah, because it's going to be here in your neighborhood, although there is a full lineup and she is taking this thing on the road in 2020. So with that being said, any last words, my dear, that you want to leave with Savannah today? What I want to tell Savannah and all the low country individuals, do not get in the way. Do not tell yourself it is another social event. No, this is not. We do not just sit around, talk, and drink. I'm going to talk a little bit, but these subject matter experts that's coming from North Carolina and Jacksonville and locally in Savannah, they're going to be at roundtables with their industry, and you get to sit at the table, and we're going to have a speed coaching meeting of the mind sessions where you get to talk to every one of them in the room so you can get their blueprints, their strategies for you to execute. Now, the choice is yours. Do If you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. Let's do something new for 2020. Yes. So I want to ask you just one last question before we get off the air. What is something that they can do to prepare before they get in the room? You mentioned the speed coaching, and that's what triggered the question for me, because there may be questions, there may be things, uh, areas in their own business that they may be stuck or not knowing what to do, how to pivot. What is it that they can do to prepare themselves? Because I think that's a good student. When you come ready to learn, but you have specific questions about things that maybe particular uh, pain spots in their own business that they need some assistance with, I think it'd be helpful to come ready. We were talking about ready when we started this thing. Opportunities don't go away. They go to the next person. So how do they get ready to be in the room before they even get there? What I would do to get ready, because I'm doing a business library meeting this Saturday in Jacksonville, and if you follow me on social media, CRPC Consultant, you'll kind of see some of the experts that's here that I'm going to duplicate there. But I want to write down your top 10 burning questions. It doesn't matter what it is containing, pertaining to your idea, your project that you want to launch. If you're already in business, some of the hurdles you're having, if you had a stall or you stuck and don't know how to move or go forward or even how to relaunch, because you do have to relaunch sometime in business, write those 10 questions down. I will bring you a composition book, a pen, a pencil. If you're not good at note-taking, you got to record. We're going to allow you to voice record only because no video recording and live streaming is going on because you have to be in the room to get the experience. Very good. And that's another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I want to remind you that the 
Viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. And with that being said, thank you so much, Teresa. I am looking forward to being with you in January. And until then, have a great day and Merry Christmas.